Alright, thank you, Aaron. Thank you guys for being a part of that. Well, again, good to be with you all. Uh, Merry Christmas. And again, if I, if I have not had the chance to meet you or say hi, my name is Reed. And so feel free to come say hi. I'd love to, to meet you if I don't know you. Um, but it is a, a joy to be together on this Christmas Eve. And so uh, I want to take a time just to pray uh, before we jump into God's word. And so let's take a moment to pray together. Father in heaven, you are the author, the giver of life. And Lord, on this eve of the day that we celebrate and remember the beautiful, mysterious, miraculous truth of the infinite, eternal God entering into our world, Lord, we, we stand amazed by that truth. We can't comprehend the fact that you have condescended into this world to be like us so that you might, through your Son, make us like you. And so, Lord, in this time, as we remember and celebrate, would you increase our capacity to see, to delight, to know and behold the beauty and the glory and the mystery of God becoming man so that we might be rescued. And so, Lord, bless the teaching of your word in this time, and may you make us and shape us more to reflect the image of your Son, who is our only hope in life and in death. We pray this in the name of Christ and for his glory. Amen. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to our kids again. Okay, so you adults, just, just deal with it, all right? Just deal with it. So, okay, so where are my kids at? If you're a kid, raise your hand. Let me, let me see if you identify as a kid. Okay, we got some kids. we got a lot of kids in here, all right? So here's what I want, you, I want to hear from you. What... Have you ever had somebody ask you the question, what do you want to do when you grow up? Have you ever heard that question before? Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I would love to hear from you. What are some, some of the things or, that you would like to, to do when you grow up? What are some things you'd like to do when you grow up? Yeah, right here. A teacher. That is a great vocation. I love that. A teacher. Yeah, right here. A scientist. Oh, I love that. That, that, that. There's no way I could be a scientist. I'm glad there are people like you that exist. That's great. What else? What else? Right over here. A doctor! Oh, man, I am so thankful. I, I'm very thankful for doctors, even though I don't go often enough. But I'm glad that you are going to be a doctor. we got one more. A nurse! Oh, those are great vocations. All right, one more. An engineer that builds robots. I like that. Okay, are very specific. You have a calling in life. I love that. All right, can I share with you what I wanted to be when I grew up? When I was a kid, I was, I was committed to the idea of growing up to be a ninja. That was, that was my, my aim in life. And I have photographic evidence, I don't have it with me, that from the age of five until about, I don't know, like 22, something like that, not that old, I, I wore a karate outfit after school like every day because I was convinced that I was going to grow up to be a ninja. Like, never mind the fact that I never took a second of karate classes or martial arts classes whatsoever, but I was convinced that I was going to be a ninja. And, and that those dreams shattered when I, I actually accidentally broke my brother's friend's nose uh, with a curtain rod. I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be a ninja because I don't know what I'm doing. So that's a story for another time. Now, here, here's a question for you. You may not have thought about this before. Hi, Anna. <laughs> Just get your laps in. That's good. That's good. You got to burn off the calories before Christmas dinner. Have you ever wondered if Jesus asked that question? Did Jesus ever ask the question, 
What do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to do when I grow up? Because Jesus, I mean, was Jesus human? Yes. Was he God? Yes, that's one of the beautiful mysteries about this day, that, God, that Jesus is fully God and fully man. So being fully man, he must have experienced the same things that we experience as humans. And so I'm wondering, just, just I'm being kind of curious here, I wonder if Jesus ever asked that question, what will I be when I grow up? What do I want to be when I grow up? And what's really interesting is that of all the people in the Bible, the one person that we know the answer to for that question is Jesus. Because Jesus had a particular reason for why he came to earth, why he came to this place to be with us. You see, at Christmas, we celebrate this great miracle of God entering into humanity. But that is as great as a miracle as that is, it's really a miracle to prepare for an even greater miracle, which is the miracle of God entering into death. And this may sound kind of dark and maybe a little bit sad and morbid on Christmas, but Jesus was born to die. And so if we were to ask the question, Jesus, what do you want to be when you grow up? His answer would definitively be this. I want to grow up to be the savior of the world who would die and suffer for the sins of all of creation. That is who Jesus is. That is who he plans to be. Because we see in the Gospels, Jesus describes himself as one who says, I have come not to do my will, but the will of my Father who sent me. Now, if you've been paying attention to our service, my friend John has been coming up time and time again to read for us the story of Jesus' birth from the Gospel of Luke. But you've also noticed that he's been reading along with it these readings from the Old Testament prophets that were written sometimes 700 more than 700 plus years before Jesus was born. This is to show that the story of the Bible is preparing for, pointing to, previewing Jesus. And I want to read our last paired uh, readings together from Gospel, the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. We see these words recorded for us. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. And when the angels had left them, referring to the shepherds, he left the shepherds. And returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Jesus is heralded. That's where that word comes from. We sing hark the herald angel sing. Herald is not the name of the angel, just so you know, just so you know that. But what is heralded, what is declared about Jesus is that he is the savior of the world. In fact, that's what the name Jesus means. It means God saves. But how would he save? Why is Jesus being declared the Savior? And how would he come about accomplishing that? Well, for that, we go all the way back 700 years before Jesus was born. And we read in the prophet Isaiah these words. Surely he took up our infirmities or our sicknesses, our wounds, Our brokenness. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, 
and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We see when we celebrate Christmas, it's not just happy birthday Jesus, although that's, that's true. Like, do, do some of you do like birthday cakes for Jesus? Any families do that? Is that a fun tradition? Okay, th- that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Uh, it's totally fine. Cake is wonderful, and you should try it sometime. But we do celebrate at Christmas. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. But if we only focus on happy birthday Jesus, we miss the purpose of why he has come. He has come to be born, to be the Savior of the world. Why? So that he might suffer and die for us. And again, I know that may sound kind of sad and dark and scary on Christmas Eve, but to know the full story, the reason why it is good news that Jesus has been born is because he was born to die, that we might be forgiven. Why did Jesus have to be born? Because he had to be human in order to die in our place. Cuban theologian Houston Gonzalez says this beautifully, describing this idea of Jesus being fully God and fully man. He says this, he referring to Jesus, he must be divine, for otherwise his suffering has no power to redeem. And he must also be human, for otherwise his suffering has nothing to do with ours. It's not just that Jesus is God and therefore able to redeem us. It is that he is human and is able to identify with us. He, more than any person in human existence, is able to look upon us individually and collectively and say, I get it. I understand your pain and sorrow, your grief, your shame, your guilt, because I have become it for you. Gonzalez goes on to say this, and the two, referring to his humanity and divinity, the two must be joined in such a way that his true humanity is neither destroyed nor swallowed up in his divinity. As we sing in probably one of my favorite Christmas hymns, Harp the Herald Angels Sing, Mild he lays his glory by. Born, he was born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. And born to give them second birth. Jesus had to be born because he was born to die. But why did Jesus have to die? He had to die to redeem and rescue us. The reason the angels sing and rejoice and declare that this is good news for all the earth is because God has now made a way for us to be redeemed and forgiven. And the reason why this matters, the reason this is good news is because every problem, every pain, every peril in our life that we participate in, that we perpetuate, every single problem is tied to the fact That we sin. That we don't live in accordance with God's good design. And yet the good news of Christmas is that God has made a way for us to be brought back to him. We must not lose the sight of why Christmas is special. Of why it is a time of celebration. Because you you see, if, if you are familiar with the story of the Bible... The Bible builds to this beautiful crescendo in the book of Revelation. And there is this refrain that is declared over Jesus the Messiah from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Every people group, every every tribe, every culture, every nationality and ethnicity is declaring these words. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Not worthy is the child who was born. Jesus was born to die. 
And if we only focus on this day of Christmas, focusing only on the miracle of his birth and miss out on why he was born, we actually have no reason to celebrate Christmas at all. Because Jesus was born in order to die. The end of the story is not all of creation declaring worthy is the child that was born, but rather worthy is the lamb that was slain. And this is why we light the love candle at Advent. The arrival of Jesus to our world is a miraculous act of love that prepares the way for the greater act of love, which is Christ making a way for us to have life and life everlasting. Which is why the the Apostle John says this in 1 John 3, 16. This is how we have come to know love, that he laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. And so, friends, this Christmas, what my hope and prayer is, is that we would know and see and delight and trust more and more in the love that God has shown us in coming to suffer with us and coming to suffer for us. And coming to never leave us. That is the good news of Christmas. That God has come. And that he has promised to never leave nor forsake us. And so my prayer for us is really the prayer that we sing in O little town of Bethlehem. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. May this be so. And may this be what gives us the hope of Christmas. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you for the beauty and the mystery and the miracle of what this day does represent. Lord, I ask that that for those of us in this room who have come to know you, to trust in you, to pledge our full allegiance to you as king, that you would warm our hearts by the reminder that you are Emmanuel, you are God with us, that you are the God who was born in order to die in our place so that we might never die. And Lord, for those of us who are far from you or unsure about you, who have questions about what it means to know and behold and follow you, Lord, I pray that you would make known the truth and the beauty, that there is now a way to find redemption and healing and forgiveness for the things and the brokenness and the sin in our life that that we cause and the sin that is committed against us. And so, Lord Jesus, be born in our hearts afresh this Christmas season so that we might...